morning, everyone. You are listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Segal Network. Our show is sponsored by Marzi Ripan Bakery, where one taste is all it takes. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Naomi Nachman. I'm about all the food all the time. Um, I love food. I love shopping for it, cooking it, eating it, eating at restaurants, anything food related. I'm a kosher personal chef. My business is called the Aussie Gourmet. I cater for people for Shabbos, Yontov. Anytime you don't find it cooking, you can give me a call. Hope you'll tune in every week and hear about my exciting, uh, hear from my exciting guests, my kosher food traveling and just recipes and chit chat we have all week long. Um, but I want to want to hear from you too. So uh, email me, Naomi, at nachamsegel.com. You can join my fan page on uh, Facebook. You can join me on Instagram, Twitter, and also have my newsletter through my website. So if you have a food experience, if you eat it, share it. That's what I always like to say. We have an action-packed show. I know I always say that, but really action-packed. Okay, so let's um talk about all these exciting things. Um, As we spoke about last week and the week before that, I'm going on Miriam's Legacies Kosher Tours, which is so exciting. I'm going to be going to Thailand, Vietnam, and Singapore, where I'll be doing cooking classes. I cannot wait. Actually, know quite a bit about Thai cooking because, you know, Thailand's near Australia. So if you haven't heard me say that again, I'm going to keep shouting it from the rooftops to get to cook one of my favorite cuisines. But we have a giveaway. Um, so what would what, what Miriam has offered listeners to our show is if you have, um, if you have been with Miriam on the tour before, you can also participate this and you get to double your prize as well. Your, your, you'll get double the amount. So that's really awesome. Um, you get two $250 gift certificates to the grocery store of your choice. If you email us, you can be in it to win it. Your name will be drawn out of a hat. We take all those email addresses and one of you will win it and get to join us on the tour. So that is a really exciting prize. So uh, you'll be hearing a little bit more about my, my upcoming trip Um to Thailand, Vietnam, and Singapore. Believe it or not, I'd never actually been there before, considering it's like right above Australia, a little over to the right, I guess, but still very exciting. Um, and also we have our continued kitchen click giveaway. We're going to have a little segment in a minute. Uh, our uh, Naomi's Kitchen Gadgets, sponsored by our friends at Kitchen Click. Fragi, unfortunately, could not make it. Uh, the owner of Kitchen Click shows she sent in some amazing items, and I'm going to be talking with Melinda Strauss about it from Kitchen Tested. So remember, we have our Instagram um, giveaway. If you want to uh, be part of the giveaway, all you have to do is uh, go to uh, Kitchen Click on Instagram and uh, hit like, and of course hit like to Naomi Nachman, and you will win. I'm just, I'm just, um, I'm just. For those of you who are not on Instagram, you can email me to try to to try to be in it. I'm just looking for the uh, <laughs> okay for the uh, description of what. Okay, I cannot find it, but you can you can have a look and um, join here. You can win from the Instagram page a lucite round cake holder, a springform pan, a crepe pan, a flour sifter, measuring cups, a calzone kreplach press, flour wine markers. Um, or you can use them also for napkin rings, egg beaters, and pie pop makers. That will be in it in a beautiful prize that you can win on Instagram. Just go to Instagram and you'll have a look. If you don't have Instagram, I'll describe it to you. And then you can email me, um, Naomi at Achamsegel.com to be in it also. So, wow, whew, that was a lot to say. <laughs> um, okay, so we had a lot of stuff going on the last couple of weeks. We had the food truck two weeks ago. And then we had um, 
Josh Masson from Nobo in the show and so much going on. Melinda Strauss um, was on the show. So, you know, I had to have her come back on the show again because we got stuff to talk about. So, and meanwhile, let's do our little um, our segment right off the bat for uh, Naomi's Kitchen Gadget, sponsored by Kitchen Clip, because there was so much to say. We have an action-packed show, as I said, because I've got – oh, I didn't even tell you I have. Besides Melinda, I have Michelle Gindy from Buddha Bowls and Burpees. She's going to be making us a delicious breakfast slash lunch. We're very excited about that. And Chaya Suri Leitner from Spice and Zest. So we're going to have a big lunch this morning. We are super excited. ZK's always happy, right, when I bring him food. I got you back, man, right? Okay. Hey, Mel, how are you? Hey, what's going on? We have so much to catch up on and share our <laughs> listen, with our listeners. I know. It's been a week since we, we talked. Really, we talk every day, let's be honest. Okay, th- since that's Since I've been true. on the show, it's been a week. It's, it's right. totally fine. Um, yeah, no, thank you for coming back. I, but I, I, I wanted Melinda to make the announcement today about Kosher Food Media Conference. So why don't we do that and then let's go straight into our segment. Sure. Well, we talked about a little while ago, the Jewish Food Media Conference, which used to be the Kosher Food Bloggers Conference. Um, it's on. And it's going to be on November 13th, the day before Kosher Fest. This is always when we do the conference because we want people who are coming in for Kosher Fest to add an extra day. And it's Monday and they can come in for the conference as well. It's for people who are on Instagram. It's for anybody who's a social media influencer. So Instagram, Twitter, if you have a, you know, if you have a, a website, anything like that where you're influencing people in the Jewish food world. So everybody like that is going to be invited. And I post information on Instagram about and it. And why the change from blogger to media? Well, because it used to be that there were just bloggers out there. Especially, I. it's funny, I feel old saying it, but I, when we started blogging or when I started blogging six and a half years ago, if wow. I, I can't remember, um, there was no Instagram. There was literally just Facebook and Twitter. And now there's this huge world of people who are starting their own blogs, but not through a website, but just through through Instagram. And I'll be honest, when it first started happening, I was a little confused. Is it a blog? Is it not a blog? But I realized that you can easily have a blog just through Instagram. You can have a website blog, of, an Instagram blog, a Twitter You're developing blog. recipes. Yeah, you're, well, I don't know. I wouldn't say that yeah, Twitter is a blog. Yeah, because you can only use like <laughs> Sorry, 40, 40 letters or yeah, something. Yeah, but with, <laughs> with Instagram, it is a blog. It's an opportunity to share your recipes, share beautiful photos, tell your stories um, through Insta stories. So it's a blog. And I realized that there's so much more out there than just kosher food blogs, those actual words. And it got confusing. And I wanted it to be open to anybody who's influencing people in our in our universe. People have YouTube channels mm-hmm. of yeah. kosher videos. Yeah, and that's where they live. And it's, oh, I love those YouTube videos. Yeah. I'm afraid to make them myself. If anyone wants to help me, just let me know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's why we changed it. Okay, okay, I think it's absolutely fantastic. So if you are interested in starting something or you already have something, I've met so many amazing friends. Hi, Suri and I met through the... Um, Back then, the kosher food bloggers, I met so many friends in the industry and we've done nothing but help each other. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing, you know, get together and then we go into Kosher Feast and we're going to have Esti Berkowitz come on in a week or two when she gets back. She's going to Israel or something. We'll amazing. catch up with Esti after her trip mm-hmm. and to hear uh, how how her trip was. Right. But also, because, you know, she's doing a got to do the foodie Israel tour, um, but she's Jealous. also going to fill us in about Kosher Feast. So mm-hmm. thanks, Mel, for that big announcement. Sure. And we look forward. So how can people find out a bit more info? So we actually just um, built a new website, thanks to Yosef Silver from This American Bite. Oh, great blog. He's Guest amazing and so talented, and he built the website. And he's just uh, he's so talented. And it's, it's jewishfoodmedia.com. 
Okay, so and you- everything you need is on there. Our Instagram account, everything you can find there. Okay, so mm-hmm. join up, follow up, get your info, and you know it'll keep you updated. Yes. Okay, so everybody knows that Mel and I do a lot of work together. <laughs> Just a little. Just a little bit of work together. Um, Frequent guest on the show. She's always good to talk food with and she's very engaging. And I just want to say she's lost tons of weight. She's very inspirational. So um, you want to just tell me how you did that? Yeah. I know how, but just (laughs) in 30 seconds, tell tell everyone. I could probably do it in less. I am a Take Shape for Life health coach, not just a food blogger and a photographer and all those other fun things, but a health coach as well. So that's how I lost the weight, and that's also how I help other people lose the weight. Well, you look amazing, Thank so you. I'm sure people will reach out to you after sure. hearing this because she's you know, around food all the time, so it's hard. So we're also going to hear a lot more from a lot of people today mm-hmm. um, about just being healthy and you know eating delicious food. Um, okay, so let, let's talk about – so as we are saying, Melinda um, it does a lot of baking with me. She helped me so much with my book, and I thought this would be a great time like to go over some of the kitchen gadgets that – Feggy and Feggy Sprecher sent in from mm. Kitchen Click because I think, you know, Shavuos is coming up. It's cheesecake season. Yes, so here is, really is nice. um, I'm going to tell everyone, this is, we have to, to share with everyone, you should do a, there is a deluxe 10-inch tempered glass base spring form pan. So I think this is really cool yeah. because um, for those of you who are watching on the Nachum Siegel Net YouTube channel, you can see it's a spring form pan. Uh, which I'll take out of the box, but it has a glass bottom. Yeah. Have you ever seen that, Mel? I, I actually have one at home. Um, I love it because when you take off the sides, when you take off the springform part and you pull it out, you can actually serve right on the glass. Oh. So it's really pretty. So it doesn't have to – a lot of times transferring after you've baked something, especially a cheesecake, can be really difficult. That is so cool. So having the – Okay. So you can serve this right on cool. that. Yeah. <laughs> actually, this one's really nice because mine has – it's tempered but has a little bit of um, – a texture to it. I really love that this is totally clear. I've, I've never, I've never actually seen something like this. So yeah. that's a great idea. If you are going to make, if you are a newbie to cheesecakes, mm-hmm. pick up a springform pan. Have you ever it tried sliding really a well. cake off of a springform? It's so annoying. Not always so easy. And then you're, you know, I, I can't remember who it was recently. Someone was making a crust first in the springform, spring and the whole crust broke. Possibly, I don't know if she was moving it, but it, Ugh. um, yeah, it happens. So being able to just keep it on the glass and then put it on your cake tray. Love it. Love it. It's so nice. So I'm holding up now one of these. Um, nice. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. It's a tray. It's a tray that you use your pie. You make your, let's talk chivalrous, your uh, baked ziti. You make mm-hmm. it in a 8 by 8 pan or a 9 by 13 pan because I know these come in different shapes and sizes. Your zucchini ravioli. Your z- right, exactly. <laughs> right from the book even. Yeah, <laughs> from, it's from Perfect the book. for Pesach yeah. from Mel's blog. Mm-hmm. Um, and you bake it in the in the in the either the glass Pyrex dish or the uh, foil pan, and you don't want to put that on the table. So you slip it into one of these holders, which makes it all pretty. So they have handles and they the are size. heat resistant. And, and they the have detail. like so vents beautiful. on the bottom. So it aerates the food. So mm. these are really cool. I really like this. So if you could, if you are watching on the channel, this is something definitely cool to pick up. Um, we are doing our best to describe everything here because – these are fabulous items, and there is nothing better than a brand new crepe pan. We know who loves crepes, Naomi Nachman. <laughs> <laughs> okay, over Pesach, we made thousands, thousands of blintzes and crepes. So my my egg lochshen recipe or my blintz Pesach is in the book, but I have a I should post on my website because I'm trying to post more on the blog. Um, is my regular crepe recipe. Now the thing about crepes is you got to use a pan. 
um, that you you only wash with water, soap, and your hand. Don't wreck the the bottom of the pan by using a hard um, brush, right? Like just keep it really clean and and um, scratch free, and that way you get perfect crepes all the time. What else have we got there, Mel? Okay, well we do have this this board here, which I assume that we're using the as a cheese, cheese board, board, which is a great start to everything else we have. Especially because, with Shavuos. Yes, and we have this gorgeous cheese knife that what you would do is actually leave it out with your cheese board right. with all the cheeses and people can slice it right off. So it's a very cool knife. Um, I don't really know how to what? describe it. And there's a cheese. A, like cheese, a cheese slicer. slicer. There's, we've got a knife, a slicer. Which people use for truffles as well. I don't know if anybody's buying truffles, but you a lot of people which use them. Which is a for cousin <laughs> of a mushroom, which costs a lot of money, not yeah. the chocolate. <laughs> I'm sure you could find them at And uh, here, here's a uh, wire cheese slicer. Oh, this actually comes with a placement wires. Oh, that's very cool. Oh, I've never cool. seen something like that. No, that's really So neat. it's good. And here for the cheese board, a little like toothpick thing. So yeah, really this cute. is everything you need for a cheese board. Or they're you bamboo, need. so they're really pretty. So they make everything look a little bit nicer when you're serving it. And Mel is all about how it looks as well. She, yeah. she I used makes those on Thanksgiving all... when you came. Yeah. I did. I like these. Yeah, they're and, beautiful. And you know, Natural & Crush has little cubes now of cheese. So that's really good. It's already pre-cut up, so you can you can just stick one of these things in on your board, on your wooden board. It looks so gourmet. I have the Munster in my fridge right now. Their oh. Munster is amazing. When you have the little bites, you can just pop one and, and or throw them in your salad. They're great. Okay, yeah. Okay, so we'll keep going. So we also have this really interesting, it's called a two-drum etched rotary grater set. So it says that it's good for, what does it say at the top? Cheese and chocolate. I think that's so interesting. Includes parmesan and coarse blades. Okay, oh. there's a parmesan grater. It's actually called a parmesan grater setting. Oh, okay, cool. I'm really like, interested in the chocolate setting on it because I usually just use a really sharp knife for my chocolate and it's exhausting. And <laughs> If I get one of those big blocks of chocolate, so it's really interesting. I'd be curious to use that to grate chocolate, you know, put on top of cakes and yeah, to have some fun with. It'd be beautiful. And really on a cheese board, chocolate on a cheese board is just outrageous. Yeah, so. chocolate and goat cheese is amazing, oh, I'm so just good. saying. Yeah. And finally, uh, we have a... Um, what do you call this? I, it's. A, I mean, it's. What, what it, would you call this? Uh, we call this. It's like, yeah, it's like a mini bun pan. I a guess. mini That's mini bun pan, silver foil pan holder. It's beautiful. No, no, make... no, no. This is a flour mm -hmm. mini muffin pan. Muffin pan. But you know what I would do? I would melt chocolate and, and pour it into these and make oh. and then fill it with like caramel or peanut butter and then top it with more chocolate. But that's uh, where I would. But go. I would. I would fill this with mini cheesecakes. Oh, that'd be really well. It might flour be difficult to get out. Oh yeah, so it but you pops have to out. spray it really well. <laughs> yeah. Just spray those pans, those pretty bump pans. This is really heavy. Look at the roses too. So they have roses and daffodils or something. <laughs> They're very pretty. I and don't know my flowers. Oh. What? Jello. Jello. So, are you saying Jello shots like with vodka? Is that where we're going with this? So I'm okay with that. ZK's giving us cooking tips. Thank you, ZK. After <laughs> He's been here a while. Listening to 100 shows. <laughs> He's the only one that's forced to listen. <laughs> you can pause me, turn me off, but he's got to be here. <laughs> okay, cool. Thanks, Mel, You're for um, going through all that cool stuff. Thank you, Faggy, for, from uh, Frankie Specher from Kitchen Click for bringing the stuff into the show. Make sure you follow them on Instagram and, and do the giveaway. We're very excited about that. All right, so our switch. next guest is Michelle Gindy from Buddha Bowls and Burpees. We are so excited to have you on the show uh, we met a couple months ago at the Chalabag. Yes, that was a great one. That was great. That's Friday Chalabag. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. I follow you. I love everything that you do. Well, I love everything that you do, and I'm a big salad eater. Okay, great. So this is, you know, when 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 I first met you, I'm like, what's a Buddha bowl? What's a burpee? And then you told me 
and then it all connected. When I used to go to the gym once upon a time, a burpee is a... Right, so... You explain um, better than uh, me. Yeah, so... You walk us through <laughs> your name. How about that? Yeah, definitely. Um, I've been doing Instagram for a little bit of time. I've been healthy for about five years. Before that, I had a bunch of health-related issues um, that I was working through. And I found that eating whole, fresh ingredients was really the key for me. Um, not only to lose weight, but just to feel my best, get energy and stuff like that. And when it came up to thinking of a name for the brand and have something fun on Instagram, I just one day casually said, oh, Buddha Bowls and Burpees. Because it sounded funny. funny. And didn't think much of it beyond that. Um, I didn't open up a company yet till afterwards. And people came up to me, what does it mean? Um, so there's two people, two kinds of people that came up to me. There was these really slick people who knew exactly what a booty ball and a burpee was and like, I love that name. It's the most like <laughs> intense, go ahead, you know, kind of strong, healthy ways of thinking about things. And there was the other people who said, I don't know what a booty ball is and I don't know what a burpee is. So what a booty ball is basically is just a nicely arranged um, bunch of vegetables, grains, legumes. You could put nuts and seeds. And the fun thing about it is you can put anything you want in the world. There's actually zero restrictions other than like something from a fast food joint <laughs> because it's not a whole food. Uh -huh. So anything so that's whole fresh, yeah. anything that um, you love is what goes into a Buddha ball. The, the name of it actually comes because it gets so big when you pick everything you like that it has like the rounded belly of Buddha. Yeah. It's like such a big <laughs> salad. So that's what a Buddha bowl is. Um, a burpee. It's, it's a term of art in the cooking world, Buddha It's bowl? actually a big health foodie type of term. You would see it at like a local vegan restaurant. Um, you would see it at some macrobiotic restaurants. You'll see it around. It gained traction since I named it. I was maybe a little bit early to the name. More people know. Yeah, more people know about it now than before. Um, it also gives me like that zen feeling. I have a lot of like wellness tips unrelated to food that I'm very into, like meditation, yoga practice. I, so I saw that like a lot on your website. So yes, my blog is way more than food. It's giving somebody a whole lifestyle of health and wellness. Um, it goes, it, there's tons of recipes, don't get me wrong, but it goes beyond that. And it's like, how can I make somebody's life happier, um, have their kids thriving and well, have their whole family in a place of health? It's this health too. Like they're yeah. all nodding. Melinda and Chaisara are nodding. ZK's like, yeah, yeah, healthy, healthy. Well, I know the moms get it. Right. You know? Yeah. No, ZK gets it too. We keep <laughs> right. him out. He has to listen to this. He, he, you know, it's good headspace. Like it's one thing for your body, but your brain's got to be healthy. So after I worked on my food a lot, I started to realize there was this whole other component. There was this whole mind body. There was this whole, how do we interact with our family? How do we feed our kids? Um, there was this whole other aspect that I was missing. My kids were very little. Um, they were babies at the time when I started, and it was all about myself, you know. Um, and I was all about having a mom take care of herself, make sure she was eating her whole foods, making. But then, slowly but surely, my clients, um, I did open a health coaching practice afterwards. They started asking me, "Well, what about my kids? Should they be eating whole foods? What should they be doing? Should they be meditating?" So, um, on my blog, in addition to the recipes and kid-friendly recipes, there's a section right up there called Kids Health, mm -hmm. where we talk about not only great recipes, foods. I'm very into allergy-friendly ideas. One of my daughters did have severe allergies as a baby, which was kind of how she. What was helped she allergic to? That. 
Um, all eggs, nuts, and seeds. Oh, so, so hard when the babies are allergic to nuts. I mean, to eggs. Eggs, to eggs was a tough one. But she was like one of my biggest motivators to learn how to do things another way. You know, like I had previously said, okay, you know, I'm used to doing it this way or this is the way my mother did it or I could buy this from the store. All of a sudden, all those options were out the window. So I learned to really cook because I had to. You know, I had to learn how to not use eggs in certain things or um, things I was used to had to be changed up. And I think that she's the one that really made me the foodie that I am. You know, the, wow. 100%, no question. Well, and does she overcome her allergies? Like a lot um, of kids outgrow it. Some of them are outgrown and some are being tested and some are some, hopefully right. one day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of my best friends, her son is like was allergic to like so many things. Right. And it kind of whittled away as he got older, but some right. things he's just still stuck with. It. So, yeah. And yeah. he's still nervous to eat some of the things he's outgrown. Like the kids, right. they have it ingrained in them. So, so it's hard to say, okay, you can eat it now, but I thought it was going to kill me before. Right. Uh, There's a stress that we put on our kids, especially my daughter was a very little baby when we found out she had allergies. There's a stress that we put on them. Hey, you can't have this. Hey, you can't have this. And a lot of what I talk about also is how to eliminate stress in kids' lives, you know, through a little bit of meditation. I do fun yoga with them on YouTube. I um, love that. Everything I offer oh my God, is Molly, you're up. We'll love that. Yes. So I have a huge resource guide. Um, I do workshops all around schools, like as a volunteer and also paid for privately, where I talk about the resources that easy, easy tips that are free that moms can do to make their kids stress-free, you know, to make their kids start to learn to eat healthy foods, to like healthy foods. Um, I'm very passionate about kids' health. You know, I'm really looking at helping schools out, helping moms out. So that's where, like, my daughter's own allergies really came into my whole practice. Amazing. Do you have a background in health and nutrition? Did you go to school for that? That's funny. Or it's just something you grew into. Like people say, did you go to me? Did you go to chef school? I said, I went a few, like two years ago, I went for four weeks and I took a ton of courses. Okay. But I don't have a certification, you know. Right. So, but I know yeah. a lot about food. This is a very funny question. Um, I talk about it in high school sometimes when they talk about career paths. Mm. I went to Cardoza Law School right after Oh my gosh, she's a lawyer. Another, another lawyer <laughs> gone I graduated chef. the bar. I graduated. I passed Muzzle the top. bar. That's huge. My husband's a lawyer. I know what it was like to pass that bar. Right, yeah. So anybody out there that knows about passing the bar, it's a huge deal. Um, I did work for a while, but I didn't see enough passion in it, whereas once I started to get on the road to health, um, I did. I graduated from the Nutrition School, Institute for Integrative Nutrition Online. It's cool. a year-long, amazing, amazing course. Along with that, um, I had done one after one cooking classes, learning healthy cuisine, vegan cuisine, just um, fresh ingredients. So I did do a lot, a lot of individual cooking classes with chefs that I liked. I did a lot with kosher chefs because I felt like I needed that, you know, to come into Manhattan and not have that ability to see kosher ingredients wasn't um, right. something that worked for me. So I did do a lot of cooking courses. I did a lot of health courses online. Um, and that's where I really got most of the gist of the cooking stuff. And the one thing I want to tell everybody out there is you can be a home chef and rock it. There is right. no need yes. for anything okay, other Melinda than that. Okay, Melinda Faye, and I, Amen. the four of us are home chefs. Like, And that's all that you need. You need to... Think about what your family likes, shop for what they like, think of interesting ways to put it together. There's no need to be a fancy chef these days or be gourmet. There's so many um, websites, blogs, you know, everybody here is writing amazing recipes. You go on those, you check it out. Soon you'll be developing your own. You write them down and that's all it takes. 
Oh, you make it sound so simple. It is It is uh, a lot of work. But I think I, I always say talk about you finding your own inner chef and then straight into the mic. There's Chaiser. get into it, it's part of routine. That's right. what I find. Right, right. Chaiser is joining us, Spice and Zest. Um, yeah, I think it's great. So show us how one would make a Buddha bowl. We've got a whole bunch of stuff in front of us. I'm completely sure. blown away by you. I, I, I love Whole Foods. Just give us a quick description because I have a lot of listeners who might not be what does a whole food mean? A whole tomato? Right. Like what is what let's, is a whole? Let's talk about what a whole what food, a whole food is because I think sure. we have a misconception of what it is. Just I absolutely agree with you. Um, what I like to call whole foods are things that can be fresh. If something can be considered fresh, it's a whole food. So, for example, if you're taking something out of your refrigerator, if it's anything that you would let's say marinade or saute or something mm. that gives you flavor. If you want something that's, let's say, a bean or a legume, that comes out of a can. That's not necessarily a fresh ingredient, but it's still a healthful ingredient. Um, the basics of the Buddha bowl that has whole foods in it is definitely greens. Greens is something that I think everybody can't get enough of. There's right. so much nutrition in it. So no matter how you get your greens, pick them. Pick the ones you like, whether you like them cooked or raw. It's all good. Um, here, in case you can see it, it's some kale that I have just massaged very, very lightly with a little bit of oil. Okay, I was going to ask how you did that. So you put a little bit of olive oil and you literally like, you know how you massage someone's shoulders? You're going to massage the kale. So yeah, you can get really into it. Um, mm. Get a little intense for about two, three minutes. That's all it would take. Um, on the side, I like to add a bunch of different greens. I think variety is key, especially if this is going to be your entire lifestyle. Because if you stick with the same three vegetables, you're not going to last very long. Right. This is like my fifth year really working on the Buddha Bowl concept and the Whole Foods concept. So I always am changing it up. I'm thinking about fresh seasonal ingredients. Um, oh, fresh best, and seasonal. That's the best quality. My magic find. words. I joined a CSA. Do you do a CSA? Not yet because I don't know where to go in Brooklyn. So if okay. somebody wants to reach out to me, I need that information. Okay, good, good. I, ha I have one out in Long Island. So okay. it's a <laughs> bit of a pain so, for, from right. Brooklyn. But, okay. but yeah, definitely that's something that I'm looking so at So let's create our Buddha bowl. We get so, to eat this? Oh, absolutely. Woohoo! Um, what I brought in, okay. and so with the Buddha bowl, I like a variety of cooked and raw vegetables. I like different colors and different textures. I think that's one of the most important things to make it exciting. What makes a salad in a restaurant exciting? It's the fact that there's different things than you would normally see in a salad. Correct. So same idea, only I make it at home and I know it's fresh and delicious. She has this cute um, little lunchbox, by the way, like yes. a divider. <laughs> Tomatoes, I, that's my favorite food I'm in the whole wide world. I'm going to put in some fresh tomatoes. Um, here's some golden beets. That raw, raw, they're my raw. favorite. I have no favorite. problem if you also like to roast them, bake them, steam them, but I do like the taste of them raw. Yeah, me so too. Sweet. They're delicious. Yeah. yeah, this time of year it's great. So, um, for those of you who are watching, she's actually not just throwing it in Michelle's, um, placing them nicely in sections yes. across the top. So, Almost like those Raymond noodle bowls, like when right. you make those. So and we can take pretty pictures. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so why is it important to place it instead of throw it and toss it? It's because if we're taking care of yourself, you should take the two seconds it takes to make your food look nice. Um, I do this at home. Nobody's watching. Sometimes I don't even Instagram it. You know? What? If you don't Instagram it, it's like you never made it. Right. So, yeah, right, sometimes you just have to catch my stories, you know. Here's some purple potatoes. Well, yeah, even putting potatoes, she's not saying no carbs. No. Oh, so that's a good question. Um, should we be carb-free? You know, there's a big Hashem movement. Hashem carbs for a reason. 
it is a whole food. Right, Kayasuri? And whole foods are sourdough things. Sourdough bread. Yeah. Oh. I, yeah, sourdough oh, bread that. is one of my favorite things in the world. Oh, good. You're up next, Kayasuri. <laughs> so here's some, the purple potatoes. Um, I did use some raw peppers right you know, here. No, we call peppers in Australia capsicums. Oh. Cool. I do not eat capsicums. We'll have to take. We those will out remove for me. those. Yeah. These they are steamed carrots, um, but you can definitely also do raw. I have over here a little bit of quinoa with some basil pesto. Oh, cool! Um, but you would put both in. You would make a butta bowl with potatoes and quinoa because I oh. talk about doubling up on the carb. So yeah, I think that quinoa is still a whole food. Um, the sweet potatoes are a whole food. We're, we're not looking to eliminate carbs. We're not using um, so much refined carbs here. You can see everything What's is a refined a carb. Refined carb is something that's white, white flour, white rice. Um, everything here is very full of nutrients and antioxidants. And that's where the key is. It's not I how say much. It's not about the calories. Is that true? Oh, so I'm a big person um, that agrees with it's not about the calories ever because um, whole foods, you know, like for instance, I eat an avocado every single day and people would go crazy about the amount of fat in that. Oh my God. I would like to look like you. But yeah. <laughs> you look I, amazing. I, I, think I an avocado. a sweet potato topped with quinoa and avocado the other day okay. for dinner. So I said, mm, that's a lot of carbs. Right. So I think that like <gasps> we need to get out of that idea of eliminating and restricting and into the idea of enjoying ourselves. Right. Um, do you, do yes. you think that that also qualifies for um, no, weight loss? And no, not no. to say that you're taking carbs out because I'm a big, I'm a diabetic who believes in carbs. Okay. It's just moderation. Right. But when you're losing weight, I find that it's very different than maintaining your weight. And I'm wondering if eliminating not all carbs, but meaning in your in that bowl, you don't have like a heap of quinoa and a heap of potatoes. It's, right. a, it's a moderate amount balanced together. And that's yes. where I feel like a whole sweet potato topped with quinoa is a lot of carbs. Right. But a little sweet potato with some quinoa as part of a bigger dish can help with, you know, if we're talking weight so, loss particularly. Right. So the thing is, I don't really talk much about weight loss. Right. Um, clients do come to me like looking for weight loss as one of the goals. Um, we look at a holistic approach, which is a whole body, whole lifestyle. Um, and I do take weight loss seriously when clients need it. Um, so we can refine what needs to get done. You know, in this instance, like uh, some of us may love carbs more than others. So I did add the quinoa and the potatoes. Other people may not be vegan. They may be putting in eggs or a piece of tuna, a piece of salmon. Um, I love tempeh. I use it. Um, I need to learn more about tempeh. I was going to actually bring it in. I said, is that too funky for you? Uh, I would I would, I would, would eat just about anything. Just, nothing's too funky. So now, Wait, I know. no. I, I would eat the pepper if I had to, but no yogurt. Yeah. Okay. No yogurt ever. I want to love it. Right. I know it's so good for you. I just smell, taste, texture. Oh. Yeah, and we all have that. Don't worry. <laughs> We've all. Everyone's got something. Okay, so we have so we put in, in our bowl avocado, yes. carrots, peppers, tomatoes, yellow beets, pomegranates are going in now, purple potatoes, and grilled mini zucchinis. That looks divine. Oh, my gosh. ZK, Naomi, is that zucchini or courgettes? Oh, no, I call it zucchini. Courgette is more British, I think they oh. would say courgette, that. Courgette is a zucchini? It's just, oh. Yeah, yeah. Like capsicum is really a pepper. Like mm. it's all under the capsicum family. Okay, so this is our dressing. So that's where we can really have even more fun. You know, Ooh. again, the idea is less of the idea of restricting, more of the idea of enjoying yourself. So I did bring along some regular traditional tahini, which I feel like goes with kale very well. But then... Mm. 
I kind of souped it up with some turmeric and spices and made like a turmeric spiced um, tahini sauce that we could drizzle over at the top. And I feel like that's, again, another thing. You may see it in a restaurant and say, oh, my God, I need to get that. But people should know that they can make this at home. It's like in the five minutes you looked at it, most of it was like took me maybe the zucchini took 10 minutes to prepare, the quinoa another 10, 15 minutes along with the pesto. You know what I do in advance? I don't mean a lot of people, I hope a lot of people at home do this, and I'm very big. On, on Friday before Shabbos when I'm cooking, I actually prepare a lot of vegetables for the week, for the beginning of the week. That you I did that on Instagram last week. Yeah, so I, I do it was leeks great. and I do, I love leeks and fennel and I roast it and I roast zucchini and I roast mushrooms and it just, and spaghetti squash and I keep it in my house. So it's already done. That Buddha bowl is literally two minutes because all the food's already prepared. Yeah, so one of the biggest reasons people right. actually follow me on Instagram is because I do a massive meal prep. Nice. Once a week, yeah. I get in the kitchen and I get it done. I started doing that, Amazing. and I find it really helps. It's life-changing. Yes. Um, I coach people on how to prep their own houses, how to schedule their meals, how to plan their family's whole meals, because I saw that that's where people were going wrong. Michelle, it's too much. It's overwhelming. Somebody who may see this say, I can never do it. Except for if you did one, like if you did a lot of things at the same time, you can easily get this done, and then you arrange it as needed. Um, as many days a week as you want because that one day is where you have everything set up. So a lot of my resources. I'm like, I want to steal the bowl. Take the ball. We're going to eat it. We're going to eat. you and have fun. Yes. Yeah. I hope that people like this kind of cuisine. I do get some people who follow me on Instagram and say, I can never eat a salad, but yours still looks so good. So that's like a big compliment. Right. They're eating through their eyes. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Right. I'm a big believer in that. Okay. I just want to tell everyone what's going on in the studio right now. Um, Melinda and Chayasuri, who are wonderful food photographers, so super talented, jumped up grab the bowl, (laughs) and are taking photos. My amazing engineer, ZK, is getting us some forks and plates because I totally forgot we needed those. Thank you, ZK. You're going to get first. Okay? Can we load ZK up with a plate of healthy vegetables? We're not done yet. We're we're not done yet? Oh, oh, wait. Don't touch the bowl till the (laughs) photography session is done. I'm so happy you guys like it. Oh, my God. I knew when I had the three of you in on this show that it was going to be rocking. Right, guys? You know, let's make this interactive. If You know, I know that everyone's listening to the show and, you know, a lot of people follow my Instagram stories. I love when people email me and let me know what's going on. Tell me how much you've learned from Michelle today because I am completely blown away by Thank you. what you do and how you've changed. And, you know, were you a good eater when you were a kid? So I always tell the story in the beginning of a workshop. You know, there was always that six-year-old kid that would only eat noodles, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And uh, I, I noodles think I with margarine, no less. Noodles with margarine? Oh. You know, your mom didn't believe in butter at those days. Yeah, yeah. It was butter not, is better. You know, right. So... Yeah, I basically ate cereal or noodles for a good portion of my life. But then I started to be the Weight Watchers person and the nutritionist person, the person that would go to um, all these things trying to find how to be healthy. And it was only when I started to learn about it myself that I was able to actually make these changes. Um, And the, the whole foods approach and like the health food idea is really where I believe it's at. Yeah, and, and, and you know, you've, you're in this at the right time, oh, you know. Yes. Ten years ago, 15 years ago, might have been over everyone's head, but 
Everyone's so into food right now. Everyone's like, everyone's a foodie. I can't My nine-year-old's believe, a foodie. I like, can't believe how the world changed from five years ago. Yeah. You yeah. know, when I had started this, nobody knew what I was talking about. Nobody knew what a whole foods plant-based diet even was. And my husband used to make fun of me. He's like, you're the only one that would say, you know, plant-based. Nobody's ever heard of that term before. Um, but that term has blown up. People realize that fresh ingredients is where it's at, no matter what your diet is. You know, I know paleo people, I know vegan people, I know every type of diet that there is, but something that's going to bring fresh ingredients into your house is something that's needed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're ready to eat now. Do you want to, how should we do this? <laughs> we're going so, we're gonna, to yeah. have a little fresh mess in the studio. It might get a little messy in the studio right now. Okay, we'll, we'll be good. You know what? <laughs> Miriam Wallach, our general manager um, of the studio, is a vegetarian and okay. she loves to eat healthy and salad. She would totally love this. Oh, so this one's for you, Miriam. Okay, so anyone not like avocado? Uh, no, we all eat. CK even eats avocado. Okay, just don't so. forget to take out the peppers for Naomi. Yeah. Yes. I d- she was going to put it olives in. I said, no olives. Mel doesn't do olives. I do hate olives. <laughs> right, yeah. So the good thing about this is you really take what you want. You I'll take eat the out peppers, what you though. want. Yeah, you're going to eat the peppers. You I'm know all what? over the peppers. Why don't you guys switch a little bit so I can bring Hayasuri here? Like you can. Mel will help you load up the plates for lunch. Oh, yeah, I'll do that. Do I not have the best job? The best job. I am so grateful. Thanks, Nachum and Miriam, for having me here all the time, for firing me, for finding me. Because let me tell you, I love what I do. I love working for Nachum and Miriam. The Nachum Zegar Network is – I do so many crazy things between the chop competitions and the food riding and the, all the amazing traveling. And one of my favorite things to do is be here every week with ZK. And just chat about food because, you know, no matter what you do in life, so long as you are excited about what you do, right? I guess this goes back to having sound mind. Get up in the morning and love what you do, right? Definitely. I agree with that. I've had jobs that made me kind of sad and want to get up, like I've got to go to work. uh, And sometimes you do it because that's your job and you don't have a choice. But, you know, if you can find that passion, Yes. You know, and follow your dreams. I sound so, oh my gosh. I no, but it's true. Having gratitude for what you get to do, what you love, is something that's so important. And like I start every morning by some things that I'm like grateful for, yeah. you know. So. Every morning when I daven, I promise you, I daven with it. A ganze heart. So am I saying that right in Yiddish? <laughs> with my whole heart. Because like, I really, I'm so, I feel very blessed by, by, what, I, by what I do every day. Um, if you guys are making stuff from my cookbook after Pesach, can you also email me and let me know? Because I'm getting a lot of emails oh, from people. That. Thanks to you. It's so good. <laughs> okay. So Chai Suri is here. Chai Suri and I met through the Kosher Food Bloggers Conference, which is now called the Jewish Food Media. Yay, Mel, I got it right. Um, and we became fast friends. Um, you know, we have different, we're at different stages of life, but you know, we have, you know, once you're married and have kids, right. Everyone kind of like evens out a little bit. Um, and you know, it's funny. She, she actually knows my brother and sister-in-law in Brooklyn. So it's like one of those really small worlds. Um, so thank you so much for coming on. And she has a gorgeous little baby sleeping in the corner, but the other babies she bought are her breads. (laughs) You be you yeah. were on the show about a year ago. I want to yeah, say you exactly came on with Razy, yes, because I think we just had it came up as a Facebook memory. Right, it was exactly a year ago. So yeah, I said it's time to have you back, and I knew this would be a great combination of people. Let's before you start talking about the actual bread, just give a shout out about the upcoming workshops. Oh yeah, so I give sourdough workshops as well. I actually have one scheduled for May nine, nine. which is next week Tuesday. If you're in Brooklyn and you want to learn. Uh, 
I think I might come to that. <laughs> if you want to learn about um, sourdough. sourdough. Yeah, I fed my sourdough after Pesach because I didn't feed it for like three weeks. It's great. We'll talk about that. And um, I'm planning to schedule another one for Sundays if you can do it during the week. I got a lot of requests for Sunday morning. Just give me a shout out. Email me at spi- cookwithspiceandzest at gmail.com and I will keep you updated. And of course, follow my Instagram at spiceandzest.com. Uh, at spiceandzest. You take, besides being I, a really good photographer, your pictures are beautiful. iPhone. Yeah, right? And, and you <laughs> can see it. that all on iPhone. You can see it all on her it's iPhone. It's all my iPhone shots. I don't have any big cameras, any fancy cameras yet. Yet. I don't know if I'm ever going to get one. I Mel to help. And yet her photos are gorgeous. Gorgeous, so. yeah. Um, okay, so let's let's go. Let's talk about how you got into sourdough for our, our listeners who are new to the show and have, you know, have, haven't met you before. They're now meeting you again, some of them and some of you. So I actually got into sourdough, I would say about four years ago, maybe, um, for the same reason that Michelle got into her whole food is because of my husband actually had terrible sciatica. Really? I was looking to, yep, I was looking to cure that. So I changed the whole diet, everything. How does sciatica and diet fit together? Because sciatica is back pain with nerves. Sciatica is an inflammation of a nerve. Okay. And once you change your diet to whole foods, which is why I love Michelle's way of I eating and lifestyle. A new shit I was made. <laughs> yes. Um, it just helps with everything. It brought down the inflammation. And there is one thing that we just couldn't give up is bread. Okay. So I started, I tried doing gluten-free bread. I tried doing spelt bread, but nothing was as good. Not the same. No. So I did more research and I came across sourdough, which is fermented bread. You use... What does fermented mean? Fermented is you don't even use commercial yeast. You make your own yeast. You start by... It's called a starter. It's called a starter or a mother. Yes. You start by feeding it equal amounts of flour and water by weight for about a week until there is more bacteria that grows on it, and that's what it becomes. Did you create your own starter? Yes. So the starter that I have from you is your starter. Yes. And it's about seven years old, right? So I started mine about three and a half or four years ago, and then I met someone who had an older starter. So you threw it in. And I threw a little bit in because they say the older it is, the better it is. Right. And I definitely see difference. I see difference in my bread every, every time I bake. It just right. gets better and e- better. Every time it's a little bit different, I find my, my sourdoughs. Right. Yes. So sourdough is very temperamental. Yeah. It's like a baby. Right, it is. <laughs> it works with the weather. If the weather is very hot, it's going to grow way too fast. If it gets cold, you have to keep it in a warm environment. You have to give it some love. You always you have to keep on feeding it. You have to be on top of it. It's really my baby. I keep it in a mason jar in the fridge. Right. Before and Pesach, I fed it. And after Pesach, I fed it. Yeah. But um, it's not hard. Some people just get overwhelmed by yeah. when they find out about it, when they read up about it. I have people email me all the time about it. But once you get into it and it becomes part of your routine, part of your life, it's just, it goes. It just, it's so easy to do. It sounds like there's a lot of steps in the beginning, but. You're right. I, I know. I still, and I've made it maybe eight times. And I used the proper equipment. I got myself a, a Dutch, Dutch oven because you cook it in a pot with a lid on it. 
and I got myself the Benetton baskets. You don't have baskets. to cook it in a pot with a lid. If you have it, it the first 10, 15 minutes, it needs some steam. That's what gives it the nice. Here, put it next to the microphone. The crusty. Oh, wow. that's a great sound. Yeah. So you need the steam for the first, I would say, like 15, 20 minutes. The Dutch oven in a home oven, that's the best way to get it done, is by putting a, a lid onto the Dutch oven, which keeps all the steam in. Right. You can also put up a sheet pan in the oven and throw in some ice cubes, which creates a little steam. Oh, that's so cool. Or take a water bottle and spray around on the walls. Careful not to spray on the Bread. light bulb. That oh, might don't have a life bulb. Oh, you must have done that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the hard way? It uh, wasn't me, but I had... my. I took my light bulbs out. I had someone us. who attended my workshop, and she emailed me hysterical. Oh, her, no. <laughs> yeah, that it cracked. But it could be done different ways. It's just the Dutch oven is the easiest, and I find that that's foolproof. Always comes out beautiful. And, of course, if you have a steam-injected oven, that's the best. Oh, who has that? <laughs> Do you have one of those, Mel? And you got a new oven, a steam injected oven. I don't. I doubt it. I mean, I. Um, you probably wouldn't. I, I would probably know. If, yeah, my oven's pretty standard, my, or my double ovens are pretty standard. I just got them to match the fridge, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but you would know about it. Yeah, yeah. That would have been cool, but one day, one day, one day, one day. We all hope. I want one. I want a, a, the oven that one of my clients has, and she said it costs more than a car. I'm like, a oh. wolf. Yeah, a beautiful those wolf. Double. Wolf ovens, yeah. I also want that too. Yeah, okay. <laughs> all right, one she day, one day. We have to Hashtag always goals. have goals. We always have to have goals. Okay. Right. So um, how did you, so you did all your research, you started baking bread and your husband got better, right? Yep. Because we wouldn't be here to tell the tale. He has not been physical therapy or gotten any cortisone shots, I would say now, probably over three years. Because of change in diet. Yeah. I would say at the same time. There you go, Michelle. It all ties back to each other. That's two-year-old wonderful son, news. My two-year-old son had continuous strep. I was back at the doctor literally every two to three weeks. Wow. And, and I just changed the whole diet at once. And he gets strep maybe once a season. Because okay, he's a kid. He goes to school. Right. Okay. That's right. Really but um, the doctor also said that it cle- something I, I'm doing something that cleared him up. So I definitely see... A difference with um, whole eating, whole foods, and the body, how it definitely affects the body. Right. And I would say the mind as well. Definitely. <laughs> okay, so t- talk talk about what fermenting actually means in general, right? Like, because I don't think we know enough, like a, so a typical for, person knows enough fermenting about fermenting. Fermenting breaks down, like if you, if you ferment bread, it breaks down all the flour, the wheat in the bread, and it brings out wheat does have a lot of minerals and vitamins and nutrients, which how it's produced today's commercial way, it's when you get a loaf of bread at the grocery store, you, your body can't digest it and your body can't absorb it. What fermenting does, it breaks everything down and it brings out it. So when you eat it, your body can digest the vitamin B, the minerals, whatever else the wheat has, because if you see, even like years ago, they say that bread was a healthy food, and today everyone's like, everyone's us or us or bread, no white bread, right. no bread, because no bread. Because the, the way they bake it, the way most bakeries and most people bake it today is more with commercial yeast and the commercial way, which doesn't break down anything, and your body also has a very hard time breaking it down. So when you eat a sourdough bread, your body could 
digest it much better, break it down, and it's just easier. It doesn't sit in your body versus the other bread, and that's what causes inflammation. Right. So, but people also um, do vegetables as well, I guess, for the same reason. Right, and it also, yeah, and it also, um, it helps with probiotics. It has a lot of probiotics, especially fermented vegetables and um, kombucha, all these ferment, that kombucha kombucha? is fermented tea. I've never tried it, but it's on my list to do. Okay, we have to do it It's a tough one. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. My sister-in-law is obsessed. She loves everything fermented. She's a huge... She just loves, yeah, everything she eats is fermented. So, it's good like for pickles. Her and right. sauerkraut also. But the is pickles that today, sauerkraut, if it's done without vinegar. Even yeah. the pickles today, if it's done, the regular pickles they sell with vinegar is not fermented. Really? Oh, I, I pickled the other day. If you, I don't know if anyone saw my Insta yeah, story. Some that. with my mom. Yeah. Um, you some, definitely use vinegar. I right? definitely yeah, yeah, use yeah, vin- yeah. vinegar. So I yeah. do pickles. I do pickled vegetables only with salt. There is a ratio of salt to water oh. and um I let her ferment for at least a month on the counter before I use Did it. Did you sterilize your jars? Oh, see, my, I sterilized my jars and I put them in the fridge. But if you don't steril, if you don't, if you don't leave them on the counter, right? I actually have fridge, fermented. You don't have to. I actually sterilize. have fermented um, lemons and lemons. Bring it! This is amazing. Some? And they smell. No, they're not ready yet, right? You could try it, but they're not fully ready yet because I didn't have enough time. Oh, so what's this? Lime. This is limes, and here we got lemons. Is it one for me, one for you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But I would leave them. I don't think it – I mean, my opinion, I think that you would want to let it go for a, a so while, So I right? like when it goes at least for a month yeah. before I use it. I keep it on the counter. This is a great flavor enhancer without adding that extra what, sugar what you, ketchup. What are you adding? In, may, into mayo? I put make this, a sauce? I put this what do you into do with this? I put this into my salads, my salad dressings, my hummus. What you my, cut up the limes? Yeah, you use the you use the peel as well. You, the ah. peel is the main thing. If you find Let's it too salty, you could rinse it a little bit, and and then use it. Um, it's great. I made one day. Um, Even the bag says Whole Foods. <laughs> yeah. One day I made um, sous vide chicken breast. I put in the lime in there. It was really good. Uh huh. So interesting. Yeah. So so I, I you know I saw Danielle Renov make it on in her Instagram story from peas love and carrots and you know I saw the whole process with the salt and the what, but I still never followed up. Maybe I missed that part of the story. I didn't. But what do you do with it? Like you you cut the whole thing up and just put it in. Yes. Food. You use yeah. You put it into everything. I use and it it's in not everything. Bitter. Why is it no, not bitter? Because, because when you ferment it, it gets that sweet, lemony, citrusy flavor. I guess onions, when you marinate them, taste completely right. different than raw. Yeah. Hmm. So if you want, it's called preserved limes, preserved lemons. Right. Are you, you seeing a lot of Israeli on, cooking? Right. So I find it gives so much flavor to everything. I love adding that. I love adding herbs, um, lemon zest to everything, spice and zest. <laughs> Mm, spicy and zesty. Yeah. yeah. I find that that's, that's what really gives great yeah. flavor to everything without adding all that extra junk. Right. By using naturally made, yeah. man-made flavor enhancers. I love that. I love that. Okay. Let, let's, let, we're going to cut up a let's little bit of that bread. Cut, cut it with a knife. We, um, we need a big fat bread knife. Oh, that's a pretty good knife there. I actually washed before the show when, because I know when you have chayseri on, there's going to be bread coming. She didn't brush any butter this time because we told her we're like, 
you know, on a bit of a diet. Yeah, Chaya Suri makes the best homemade butter. Wow. Yeah. Like, That's so yeah, good. Uh, amazing. So we, we, I felt like we needed to, you know, tuck into that bread. Might be really good with a salad also, a salad sandwich. This looks great. Um, salad sandwich. Yeah. Wait, go for it, Naomi. Wait, can I just say, can I just say also one thing? Um, I love the crust. So whenever my husband cuts the challah up on Shabbos, he always says before he passes it around, he always like makes sure that he's put aside crust for me. I love this. This is gorgeous. There was something so special about the crust of bread. Um, my kids don't like the crust and they eat the inside of the challah. So I get to eat everyone's uh, crust on the table. Okay, you're going to hear the crunch. You ready? Can you hear? Oh, my God. Crunch, crunch. Oh, my God. It's not normal. That was for my son-in-law, that one, not normal. He always says, I always say, not normal. This is not normal. It's so good. The best bread I ever tasted. Oh really God. good. I make sourdough at home. Mm. No, not this level. <laughs> but Chaisa is made it with chocolate and cherry flavor. She's made it when, in, in all kinds. Lemon, garlic. You name it. Okay, ZK, you're getting a grosser piece of bread? Yeah. <laughs> Has everyone had salad? Oh, oh, you I already have the salad. I gave already. Okay, so that's yeah. maybe your salad then. Okay, terrific. This is amazing. This is good, clean eating. We're eating bread, and that's okay because it's sourdough bread. I was actually at Zach the Baker. Big shout out to them. Oh, my God. So I asked that the he wasn't there, and I asked the ladies who were behind the counter. I'm like, does he sell the starter? I want to buy some of his starter. I wanted to bring us some back. <laughs> They said, no, he doesn't do that. I'm like, oh, probably has a whole secret, like, you know, dark place that he keeps <laughs> it all and, you know, doesn't let anyone he in down to his He posted the beginning of the year, I think it was maybe in November or October, there was a storm coming. So he posted how he sent home a little starter with all of his workers, just in case one of them get ruined. They they have backup cool. in everyone's fridge. It's like, you're, it, it's really something very special, a, a really good starter. Yeah. So... Mine is from yours, and you're saying it's four years old? It's three. seven and a half. So, so now I would say probably eight that. and a half years old because I got from someone and I added. So we keep aging it. Yeah. So if we get really old starter, what do they call it? Mother wheat. The mother, mother wheat. Yeah. Well, they say the mother wheat actually came from Israel. Did you know that? Yeah. When I was when I was um, in Israel about a year and a half ago. Right. I went to Papa Melech in Israel. An amazing, amazing um, hands-on bakery workshop run by... David Katz um, and his wife. I'm blanking out her name. I apologize. You can look it up online, papamelech.com. You can have a sourdough workshop with your family, a whole bread baking workshop with your family. I want that slicer. It's in Gush Etzion. You posted that slicer. That was my slicer from when I worked on that kibbutz. It was on a kibbutz, Rosh Sarim. It was there. It was a kibbutz until not that long ago. And I worked on the kibbutz with my cousin, a religious kibbutz. and I, I worked there for a few weeks uh, in the summer because the Australians go to Israel January to January, so we have the summer in Israel. And right. um, we had a great time slicing bread. <laughs> that was my love affair with bread, right? Israel has the best bread. You know, that you, it's very hard. You go to Israel, they sit down, they put all this crazy bread in front of you. So this year on the trip, I didn't want to gain so much weight. So I said, I always, I, I tried not to eat the bread. The last two days I said, oh, too bad. <laughs> so I started eating it. But so when I was in Shiloh, um, at the Shiloh Winery with Amichai Luria, he told me that the mother weed of the original wheat that they use in the world was from Israel. That is so interesting. Right, yeah. So I don't know how, you know, correct that exactly is, but what usually what Amichai says works by me. 
Yeah, and there is like little Hindi waking up over there. I told Kaisari, she goes, I've got the baby. I don't know if I can come in. I said, you can come in. We are all mums. If you need to hold the baby during the show, that's okay because that's what we do. Right. So, okay, there's so much food here in front of me between the bread and the Buddha, the. This is a but Buddha plate. This is a Buddha so plate. It became a Buddha plate, but a it's Buddha just plate. as good. <laughs> oh, I don't doubt it for a second. Oh, and Melinda's getting all clacky with a baby. Oh, so cute. I don't know how I feel about babies. Yeah. Mel, Mel's like the granny. She likes to hold them and then give them back when they cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So cute. So cute. They grow up so fast. And about feeding yeah. them right and keeping them healthy. This is like, uh, you know, a, a show all about, you know, sound minds, sound bodies, you know. So uh, we're having a great time over here eating. Okay, so tell us a little bit more about some of your food philosophy um, with with the bread and 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 sharing and, and everything that you do. Well, my food philosophy is cook good, cook healthy. <laughs> right. And whole foods and share it with everyone. Share the love. Share the love. I love that. Something about bread. You know, Chai Suri never goes anywhere without, without bringing bread. Yeah. I always have my starter and I always have bread in the fridge ready to bake at any time fermenting in my fridge. I sometimes let my breads ferment for 72 hours or even three, four days. But once I let mine sit in the fridge for a very long time or on the or on the counter for a very long time, the counter, like it's, for, gonna, the counter it's going to fall down. It was down. focaccia, basically. Right. So that's if you leave it too, um, too warm, oh. then, yeah, it grows and then it falls down. It's delicious, but it was focaccia. Yeah. <laughs> it was nice and flat. Yeah, so I always have a loaf in the fridge ready to bake at any time. The longer you let it ferment, the more it breaks down, the easier it is. And um, I've had some customers who are celiac. I, would, I wouldn't recommend it for celiac because I'm not a nutritionist, I'm not a doctor, and I don't know these things. But I did have someone who said that they were able to have um, sourdough bread that was fermented for at least 72 hours. There you go. Very specific. Yeah. She said that if it was less than that, then... She still felt it. Um, I had someone with Crohn's who came to me and said that this was the only bread they were able to eat. Right. So it really, it does help a lot. It, it helps out with people who can't have other foods. Right. But like I said, I'm not a nutritionist. Right. Right so now, I she's can't. Putting it, she's putting yeah. in her legal clause, <laughs> right? We're, we're doing Right. <laughs> so I can't say what would work and what wouldn't work, but... If you want, you can try it. Right. I always say if you try it, let me know how it goes. I, I, I think it's so great. It's so exciting. If people right. want to get into bread baking, sign up for Chaisuri's workshops. Uh, you can spiceandzest.com. And um, you can, is there a link for that? I, I will put in a link. You should put in a link, right? Yeah. Or uh, what's your website, your email again? Um, cook with spice and zest. Cook with spice to sign up for the workshops, I think. I, even though I've already done a workshop with Chai, oh, poor Chai, sorry, tried to teach me, Melinda. No, Mel wasn't there. Me, Dini, and Miriam. Pascal. And we did not stop talking. <laughs> we had so much fun. We had so much fun with Dini. That was great. We need another summer workshop. Yeah. Maybe we'll do a Buddha Bowl workshop. Definitely. That would be great. All right. See, even the like, even people in the industry are always looking to learn more and more yes, and more. Yes, I'm so. always looking out there for more. Everyone, this has been an amazing show. I told you it's going to be packed with so much stuff with uh, Melinda, Michelle, and Chayasuri talking about all our, all the things that we're passionate about, food, and we hope you had an exciting show like we – I hope you enjoyed the exciting show as much as we enjoyed making it. Um, okay, show voice is coming up. We've got a lot going on the next couple of weeks, so I hope you'll tune in every week. Um, our show is sponsored by Marzipan Bakery. One taste says it all. We have music. 
sponsored by our friends at Ketup. Right up until Lichtbenching, we have Mark Zomik's live lunch. Wishing everybody Shabbat Shalom. Happy eating.